Welcome to the Pharma Sales and Tech Podcast. Join Artem, Stefan, Ruslan, and Chris as we explore the latest trends and developments in the pharmaceutical industry with a focus on sales and technology. From cutting-edge innovations to practical tips and strategies, our expert guests will provide valuable insights to help you stay ahead of the game. Tune in to stay informed, inspired, and connected with the world of pharma sales. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today um, is a special day because I'm very happy to announce we have a new guest on the Sales Pharma and Tech Podcast, which, by the way, is going to change its name. We're going to be very soon. We're, going to, we're starting our new season two, you would say. And that's why we're changing the name. We're going to be Everybody Hates Pharma. Uh, it's more funky name and then our audience, our listeners like it more. So we decided to pitch a little bit. But no matter what, we have a great guest today. My name is Stefan. I work for Platforms. Um, and um, our guest today, his name is Ranjit. Um, and he is a startup founder, actually. He's a co-founder uh, in a company um, where they deal with, with physical products and they work with the uh, pharma. But I am pretty sure that Ranjit Mishra can make his own intro. Ranjit, welcome into the studio and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, thank you so much, Stefan, for this opportunity. So I'll, I'll quickly kind of introduce to your audience about my profile. So I am all in all a life science veteran. I have worked with pharmaceutical company over here in India. The last part of my experience has been with multinationals. And then at some point of time, back in 2018, I, I thought about taking a plunge into entrepreneurial journey. And that's where the formation of this very company, Goodham's Team, which I'm currently leading. So, so that's, that's been my experience. I've worked in sales functions. I've worked in marketing and I've handled the PNL of the companies. So quite an enriched and diverse experience I have. Can you tell a little bit like about your current company and how do you guys help save the world? Thanks for asking that. So our current companies are typically a life science company, which leans into medicines and a point of care diagnostics. The idea behind this company was how do we help, you know, physicians to improve the treatment outcome and that by ensuring that, you know, the treatment of the patient happens on a sharp diagnostics, okay, and not only on gut feeling. Sorry to say, because of lack of in infrastructure or skin, as you go down into the semi-urban and developed rural market of India, you would see that physicians largely treat patients based on their gut feeling because access to pathology or, or the diagnostics are limited. So our idea was to kind of help them with the point of care testing and then allow them to kind of have a better, you know, diagnostics and, and then decide the right treatment line. So that's what we are doing. The core to everything we do is how do we improve the treatment outcome for the patients? Awesome. Cool. So since this is a, a podcast about the tech advancement, advancements and sales, I'd like to ask you, so what is maybe a specific example of a successful sales strategy that you've done and implemented in the past or maybe this year? Right. Interesting question. So, you know, since I have roughly around 22 years of experience, there are quite a few examples I can think of about sales strategies. 
But the one which is which is kind of staying top of my mind is about see if you look at the Indian market, it's a very fragmented market. Okay, unlike Western world where you have every molecule probably one brand patented brand. That's not the case over here in India. So you will have for one molecule roughly around 50-60 brands. I mean, in, in, in the conservative case, I'm saying, and it goes even beyond 100. And and a company will have, I mean, I'm saying a company like ours would have not less than 40-50 products, which a medical representative will be taking to their, you know, healthcare professionals. So, so the challenge over here is about how do you ensure that they get the product and customer mix right, okay? Um, and and also ensure that they're doing the multiple product selling. So so the idea with which we came in, in terms of ensuring a better profiling, segmentation, and targeting was a concept called brand pull doctrine, so that you know that how many users you have for every brand, okay? And and based on that, you know, you kind of benchmark yourself. So you, you say that, okay, I have, you know, only two, brands for a doctor, okay? So then you say that you have a legroom to increase it to three, four, and five, because typically you will have industry benchmarks. See, if the industry benchmark is five brand for a doctor and you are at two, then you know that you have legroom for three more kind of thing. And and then you use from there your own profiling to ensure that which are the brands we will, we, I would like to allocate to this doctor. So, so that concept of ensuring that our representatives are doing the multiple product selling and doing it by a method of concepts like brand per doctor was pretty useful even in this company and an earlier company as well I had used. So that's one which, which is coming to my mind as a very successful sales strategy which was implemented. Interesting. Okay. So how do you, with, with your strategies, how do you stay on top of the like latest industry trends, knowledge advancements, some might say GPT, for GPT-3 in order to stay competitive, you know, in the field. Yeah, again. So I think one of the strong realization I have, and, and I'm sure everybody in the industry would have it, in terms of information and knowledge, there's, there's a vast revolution or transformation we are going through. So gone are the era where you would be dependent on that if knowledge is administered, then only you will have it. Now you just need to be inquisitive. Uh, if you are inquisitive, there are enough platforms, tools, web portals available where you can go and fetch the information. So I, my practices are around that. So there are there are domains, team I will pick up, and then I ensure that I have enough access in terms of all these web portals where I can go and keep checking about what's happening there in terms of new technology. One of the platforms which which I Genuinely like, and I'm I'm kind of benefited is is something like LinkedIn. If you have the right connections, you will continuously get fed with new informations, new technology, new advancement. So, and those those are you know really healthy. Other than that, the conventional method still continues to be very effective. So, keeping in touch with your industry friend, you know, reaching out to people from diverse field, having you know occasional conversation with them, checking with them what is happening does help. So I guess, you know, you get adequately informed about what's happening in the industry. What are the recent advancements? Gotcha. Okay. And how do you use data and analytics to inform and improve your like sales efforts? 
Okay. But personally, I'm a very firm believer of data. I think while in India, you know, we have a struggle in terms of brick level data. That's one of our challenges, you know, the data on customer, you know, users or competition is, is not that, you know, granular. But then I still believe there is enough data. Okay. And uh, so I, I love using data in terms of arriving at what are the insights in the market? What are the trends? Okay. How do you benchmark yourself? Okay. So for example, a company like us, we need to start, how do we kind of compare ourselves to the right set of companies? You know, how they are progressing, what is their growth trajectory kind of things. The other one is a use of data in terms of sales analytics, arriving at performance measurement of the territories of people kind of thing. So, so a lot of them are really helpful in, in terms of making very sharp and informed decisions. Okay. The data that way is very important in improving your sales and ensuring your growth trajectory accelerating. Okay. And so in, in this time, like it's, it's been 2023, it's been rough. Like how do you um, manage like customer relationships in this industry? Because you, you cannot give gifts to doctors. You cannot, you know, uh, you basically bribe them. So how can you, how can do you nurture the relationships with your customers, both on the HTTP side and on, on the pharma side? Okay. Yeah, that you're right. It, it's becoming really challenging. Okay. The whole landscape is evolving. Okay. The relationship of pharmaceutical company or life science company with healthcare professional is under consistent scrutiny. Okay. And you have to be, you know, really vigilant to ensure that you're not seen in the bad light. So that's, that's been the challenge. Okay. But having said that, I also very strongly believe that this is an industry, this is a relationship driven industry. Still, if, if you ask me in India, one of the reasons the doctors would prefer a brand A over brand B amongst various other attributes would be one of that is how good the local representative is with that healthcare professional. So building relationship, maintaining relationship is very, very important for the business. The way we do is, is ensuring that your customer connect is very updated. You're out there in the field meeting customers, sharing new information with them, uh, understanding their preferences. And that's where, as I said, the profiling is very important. So you can have quantitative profiling, you can have psychographic profiling of the customer, knowing who likes what. I mean, there are customers who like scientific conversations in March, okay? There are customers probably who would like, may not be scientific conversations, but latest trend, you know, what's happening, happening in the industry kind of thing. We, I still believe that while we are evolving and, and there is enough in form of access to information for healthcare professional, but they still kind of rely upon the pharma company's representative on scientific information, product information. So how, how are you really agile and prepared in terms of ensuring if there are inquiries, you serve it faster than anybody else. So those are the ways where you kind of build customer relationship. And, and then there are platforms like scientific conferences, you travel them, you get some informal time to spend with them, you know, during the conference. So like those are the time when they're out of their clinics, not that busy, you catch them slightly casually and that becomes a good, good opportunity to kind of build relationships. So these are the means actually where we focus on building customer relationships.
So I have a question for you. Do you have medical reps who work for your company? Yes. Or, yes, medical reps. Do you know, I've been working now with Farwan. I'm seeing a lot of companies have issues when they have to train medical, like new sales reps for new sales force. And I have um, a question, like, is there any specific way how you train your sales reps and you will prepare them for success in, in the industry? Yeah, I think that's very important. As much as I spoke earlier about the attrition being one of our business challenges, you know, attrition is also driven by the fact that how well an employee, new employee is inducted in the company. Because the impression they form in the yeah. earlier days of the stay in the organization is the impression which largely stays with them okay so having a very robust structured indexion and onboarding program is very very critical okay uh, this is something which i've learned in my multinational companies stay that you need to focus and you need to very strongly focus that there are right experiences happening for your new employee right at the beginning so uh, you know yeah. typically while we focus on uh, product training we we train around skill set, okay, sales skill and all these things. What we also focus that the employee gets a very good view on what are the company policies, what is going to be their career path, you know, if you stay there for three years, five years kind of thing, make them look at the success stories within the organization, somebody who had a very fast track career record kind of thing. Okay. The other thing was, it's not the one single intervention with which we stop. So what we do is we create a milestone like three months, six months. Okay. And the job of the HR would be that with these employees, they stay apart from the line manager. They stay in consistent touch. So like three months, what has gone well, what are their experiences, are the issues they are facing in the field kind of thing. So they get a kind of sense that, okay, beyond my line manager, there's somebody back in head office, who is also kind of overlooking how is my stay going on kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So these are, uh, these are the ways where we uh, ensure that employees are inducted very well, onboarded very well. And, and that onboarding is not just the first week, but probably the first six months in the organization. Interesting. Okay. That's a good input. Thank you. You mentioned that you're using LinkedIn a lot to, LinkedIn is something that brings you a lot of information about the latest technologies in the field and basically new tools, I guess. Is there anything else that you use to stay up to date to latest like sales technologies or latest stuff, latest like knowledge, how you can improve your sales efficiency? Yeah, I have subscribed to many of these information provider or consultancy, you know, companies. So I'm like, I have. McKinsey on my phone, okay. So I kind of keep reading from them, right? Then there are other channels as well, like McKinsey. I'm, I'm not able to recall the other ones, but there are quite a few which, which I kind of access. I have BCG as well. There are mm -hmm. quite a, a few which I follow on X, earlier we called Twitter. So I am I'm following a lot of people who are health tech experts. Okay, a lot of people who are startup veterans kind of thing. And so, so that helps me to get a lot of these feeds of what are the recent advancements happening and uh, to keep myself updated with these prognosis. Gotcha. Okay. I have my last question here. If you had to give some advice to pharma companies, what that advice 
sound like? Oh, that's a big question, large question. But yes, I'll surely attempt to answer that. In First of all, my advice would be in context of, I mean, I'm saying operational side in the domestic market in India. But as a seasoned pharma professional, probably it goes to anybody in the world kind of thing is. So one is in your business, the fulcrum is people. Okay. So how do you ensure that, you know, people are taken care of in the way they would like to be and ensure mm -hmm. that they have longer stay in your company and not only longer stay, how do you ensure that they, they are really fast paced in terms of learning, updated with new technology, advancement kind of thing, managing customer relationship is very pivotal to your success. Okay. That's number one. Number two is about how fast you are in terms of reading the technological advancement, embracing them, bringing them in your company and using them to get an edge over your competition will also decide not about your longevity, but also about your success. Okay. So classical cases, as you said, chat GPT or AI, how much of that is, you know, relevant to your practice, your business, understanding that. So that's point two about technology and advancement. Third is then about your sales efficiency. How do you ensure that you are very sound profiling, customer segmentation and targeting so that you ensure you have the maximum bang for the buck? I think in a very fragmented market like India, that becomes a very important imperative. You know, if you have sound profiling of the customer and thereby segmentation and targeting, your success rate would go up much more than what we can expect okay and so what would be again in the context of business i'm saying is product development identifying new products okay your, your pipeline sales pipeline how enriched that is because the domestic player would not have r&d facilities i'm saying smaller player like us but it's ensuring that what's new happening what are the new launches happening how can you sniff those opportunities faster than your competitor again will give you edge so these are the four things I would say that would be very important and crucial for the success in a market like India. Thank you, Ranjit, for the, your advice. It was awesome. Um, I had a great pleasure actually meeting you on this podcast. And I usually ask my guests to be ready to be called again to the podcast in one year because you might have, you certainly will have new experience, new strategies, new sales tactics and information you can uh, share with us and more important with our listeners because we are doing this show for the, our listeners. So thank you for your wonderful interview and I wish you good luck with your company. Thank you. Thank you, Stefan. The pleasure is mine.